Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Obedience and faith. God is no respecter of persons. Obedience and faith is making Yomi and Busui rich. My wife's name is Yomi. God is no respecter of persons. If you will obey, if you'll be led by His Spirit, and you activate your faith to remove every mountain in your way, you're going to look back and be shocked at how God had blessed your life. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your presence that is already here. And Father, I thank you for these beautiful pastors and this wonderful church. Thank you for these holy people. Speak through me to them this morning. Let your Holy Spirit amplify your word. Let your glory fall in this place. The sick is going to be healed. Deliverance will happen. People that need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit shall receive. And people that may be struggling with any kind of problem shall be delivered. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Shake hands with one, more, one or more persons. Say, I'm glad to be here with you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Now you may be seated. Praise God forevermore. Isaiah 48 and verse 17, he says, I will lead you in the way which you shall go. I will guide you with my eyes on you. No, no, no. That's another one I'm quoting. That's Psalm. So Isaiah 48 says that, um, what does it say? Somebody read that for me. Isaiah 48, 17. Glory to God. It's, oh, I have it here. I'm sorry. Uh, it says, Thus said the Lord, this is not pastor speaking, this is not an angel speaking, this is God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth speaking. It says, Thus said the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, and the Lord your God, which does what? Teaches you to profit and leads you in the way which you shall go. What does God teach us to do? He teaches us to profit. There is profiting in God. See? He teaches also in Isaiah, he says, if you're willing and obedient, you will be denied the good of the land. Is that what he says? No, 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 no. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Because I just gave the creative team uh, A plus. I don't want to reduce it to B minus. It's a joke. All right. So what was I saying? So, you know, there is profiting in God. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. God is no respecter of persons. 
The eyes of the Lord walks to and fro to make himself strong on behalf of them whose heart has stayed with him, whose heart are upon him. God doesn't respect people. He's God Almighty. He doesn't have to be nice to you so that you can make him God. You see that? No, 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 no. You see? So God doesn't say, oh, he's tall, dark, and handsome. I'm going to bless him. This one I don't like, how way it looks. God is not a man. You sang it. Nice music. He's not a man. That he should lie or son of man, that he should repent. God deals with, with us based on how we respond to his word. See? That's how God deals with us. He called Abraham, come out of your father's house to a land that I will show you. And Abraham said, okay, let me set up a focus group. Let me think about this for three years. Let me see if this would be a good idea. No, 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 no. Abraham immediately obeyed. You're going to remember that when God says for Abraham to come out of his father's house to the land he was going to show him, Abraham wasn't rich in silver, in gold, in cattle, in maidservant, in men servant. Obedience and faith made Abraham rich and made Abraham prosperous. What God said to me when I stepped in here was, as a New Testament believer, which is what you are, we are supposed to live out of our spirit, not from our head or through our body. Our heads are very limited. I'm a well-educated man. I have four degrees. I was born and raised here in Nigeria. Ordinary driving from the GRA hotel to here, I will get lost with all of my degrees. I need somebody who may never have gone to school, but knows the roots to bring me to the right place. You, you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? That's how we are. It doesn't matter how well-educated your brain is. As a human being, you are very, very, very limited. I teach you to profit. I guide you in the way which you shall go. A lot of us, rather than allow him to teach us, rather than allow him to guide us in the way which we shall go, we're relying on our understanding. We're relying on our schemings. Some will even rely on how much they can fake people. When Samuel went to the house of Jesse to anoint David as king, Samuel was the biggest prophet in Israel at the time. He took his jar of oil and saw the first son. He said, wow, the anointing of the Lord stands before me. Lifted his oil and God said, don't do that. The second one came along. He said, the anointing of the Lord stands before me. And God said, I have rejected him. God now called him to the side. God didn't want to embarrass him in front of Jesse and his family. He said, hey, Samuel. He said, yes, God. He said, come, 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 come. He said, you see, you men, you look at outward appearance. Hi, God, I look upon the earth. The heart of man is what God is looking at. So when you're doing service in a church like this, and you want Pastor Sheun to see you, to commend you, 
you're not really building up your reward and profiting. He doesn't have to really know. And some people will get mad. They're not even recognizing me. I do everything in this church. Who do you think you are? 26 years ago when I got to Canada, before I left, I went to UI. I was a pastor on campus. I was already healing the sick. I was anointed. But when I got to Canada, I joined the garbage ministry. You know, I will, you know, when they have meat service on Tuesday, Sunday service. So I will go in on Wednesday when nobody's there. I have all the keys to the church building. I will take all the garbage, wrap it, put it in my car, go dump it. That was my job. Nobody knew. You just realized that you came in everywhere is clean. No children, church, garbage is smelling because you have a lot of diapers in there, right? That was what I did. The pastor knew and God. But I knew. Hmm? Today I can buy a garbage company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they say you do in secret. It rewards you openly. Our problem is we want to show what we're doing. We want to, especially in our society here, it's too loud. And you have to be led by the Spirit. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. He says, I teach you to profit. He knows where the profiting is. See? We have to commit to this. When you obey and you walk the way I'm talking this morning, you're living out of your spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a physical body. The part of man that connects with God is his spirit. Not his mind. Not his flesh. That is why you can have 20 degrees and be lost in the affairs of life. A lot of professors, smart, a lot of wealthy people, they're on their fourth marriage. They are so smart, right? You can't even handle one woman. You're so smart. It takes the wisdom of God. And that wisdom of God doesn't come from your mind. It doesn't come from your flesh. It comes from your spirit. Proverbs chapter 3 said, Trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. Where is your understanding? Your soul is made up of your will, the emotion, intellect. That's where your understanding is. When you went to school to study medicine, law, and whatever it is you do, it's your mind that you went to develop. And sometimes our mind goes against our spirit. God is dropping something in your spirit. But your mind is fighting you. The knowledge you have is fighting you. It's telling you, no, it's not possible, this and that. Okay, I'll share a testimony, some testimonies. Let's see. We own, my wife and I, we own a property somewhere in Canada called Guelph. That property, when we were going to buy it before they built it, the entire place was in the bushes, nothing around, nothing. My wife and I stepped on the ground. She looked at me. I looked at her. She said, this is it. I said, yes, this is it. We went ahead. We bought it. A few years after, the five major banks in Canada, a few years after the house was built, five major banks in Canada brought their banking center around it. 
Today there is two major grocery stores. To make the matter worse, today there is, I mean, to make the matter even better, today there is a movie theater, a cinema, that is about two minutes walk from the house. It became gold. We bought it at the time for 245,000, I believe. Today, if we were to sell it, we sell it for 1.2 million. Yes. In not so many years. That's an example. We've done several like that. See? And I'm not saying any of this to let you think that, oh, that man is loaded. No, 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 no. I'm trying to tell you about Jesus, but when I use natural examples, you're going to understand. You see what I mean? I gave a testimony last year. I decided to buy a fast car, a Chevy Camaro. You know that car? Camaro. Yeah, really nice one. I drove a Mercedes for seven years. And when I'm driving a Mercedes that is more expensive, nobody ever tells me, nice car. But when I drive this Camaro that is flying, I go to a coffee shop to buy coffee. They look at the oh, nice ride. I said, thank you. A lot of kids, they, when I go preach in Toronto, I take my car. Pastor's kids always want to sit in it. I said, okay, come on, come on. I'll take picture. They go show to their friend, you know. The car revs. When you start, I'm, you know, I ordered it myself. Manual transmission, shift, you know. It's one of the reasons I like it. So when you start the car, you're driving it, it goes to 80 kilometers in about six seconds. Yeah. When you're on the highway, he's talking to you, he say, drive me, drive me, drive me. I look left and right, there's no police. I press. <laughs> See? And when I was going to buy the car, you know, order, they negotiated everything. I'm going somewhere, stay with me. Stay with me. After I did all of that, and then I negotiated, they said, so how are you going to pay? In Canada, usually, and in America, North America, Western world, we do a lot of things on credit. And people think, it's still okay, you know, you drive the car, you buy a house, you know, you pay in the mortgage, eventually you pay it off. But even if you don't pay it off, you sell the house, you're going to get the portion of it that have increased in value because real estate appreciates, right? Yes. I just told you one, 245,000 17 years ago to the 1.2 million. See, not bad at all, right? So went in there and the guy said, okay, so how are you going to pay for this? Our financing is 3%. I let him talk. I said, okay, can I get all that discount, this and that and that? I said, yes. And then he finished all of that. And he said, so what rate are you going to get and so on? And I reached into my pocket, brought out my bank draft put it on the table, last card, check. I bought it cash. Here was I, 26 years ago, our rent at the time was $350 a month. I would fast and pray, bind and loose, call angels, chase demons away before I'm able to afford it work two jobs today I can go buy that kind of a car cash down how did that happen 
Well, it's because, you know, he's a lawyer, he's this, he's that. No, 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 no. I was rich before I became a lawyer. Labor the spirit. I can stand here and tell you experience after experience of how God has led my wife and I. But guess what? Did we learn that when we became 40 years old? No, 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 no. We learned that UI campus when we were in our 20s, as you guys are today. If you don't learn it now, you will never learn it. Because pressure of life is going to come to you, you won't learn it. And my brother was talking about obedience. Obedience. As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm talking to the Lord. How much should I give as offering in this service? There's an amount that I wanted to give before I came here. And now I'm asking him, I'm checking with him. That's how it is, right? Obedience. You obey him. You listen to him. You are led by the spirit. You live out of your spirit. Out of your spirit. Not your mind and not your flesh. Because you are a New Testament believer. The Lord Jesus in John chapter 16, find a verse for me. He says, and when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will show you things that are to come. He will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that shall he speak. And he will show you things that are to come. God knew all along that if I will obey him and buy the property he wanted me to buy, God knew the floor plan before the city ever made the decision on what to do there. He knew. And you see, if he told you that go buy that place, in five years there will be major Canadian banks, there will be a movie theater, there will be grocery stores, you won't have to even take a drive to get to the most important amenities that you need. Everybody will do it. But if God talks to you like that, God will be robbing you of his blessing because it is only faith that pleases God. That's why. And why didn't God just do that? Shebi, God knows I need it. Why can't he just do that? He won't just do that because he doesn't want to rob you of your blessing in him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. The place looks like nonsense. But in your spirit, each time you think about it, it is good. When you go for it, that is faith. See? Don't take this away. But there's another scripture in 1 Timothy 1.19. It says, I want somebody to read that to me. Don't take this away. 1 Timothy 1.19. It says, um, just tell me the beginning of it. Having faith and a good conscience. So, actually put it up. Put it up, my brother. I will come back here, but let's put it up. It's so important for you to see these scriptures. So important. So important. And my mission in life is to help believers 
come to the realization and a full understanding of what God has given to them in Christ so that they can live successfully upon the earth. That is my job upon the earth, to help believers come up to what God had already given to them and live it out. You see, Apostle John was writing, he said that, he said, that which we have seen our hands have handled of the word of life that I showed to you. Hmm? So that your fellowship can be with us, with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. Reverend about to do Ole and I and all these other people, Dr. K and all these other people, in those days, we couldn't really, we were affording taking taxes from UI to Luyole to go to uh, Global Harvest or Rema Chapel by faith. We release our faith. And how much was taxes in those days? I don't know, five naira, two naira, you know. It was tough. It was tough. But from that time on too, we've been talking big. We've been releasing the word of God. We know following our inward witness, following the leading of the Spirit will make us rich. And God said that to Kenneth e. again. He said, if you will follow the leading of my Spirit, I will make you rich. See? It won't come overnight. So forget it. All these, oh, you can get rich quick. Don't ever do it. You know, a lottery, lottery, do you do it in Nigeria? Lotto, Lotto 365, Kalu Kalu. You know Kalu Kalu? Huh? Don't you know Kalu Kalu? Uh -huh. They do a lot of that in North America. One day it's going to be 370 million. If your lottery is good, you win it. So whenever you go to a gas station to pump your gas and then you go pay, they say, Do you want lotto? Do you want lottery? Each time, I don't know why I do this because there's no need. Each time I said to the lady, I said, no, that's for poor people. Have you ever seen somebody, he's so wealthy, oh, he's so wealthy because he won the lottery. No, no, no. They did studies. People that will win lotteries, a lot of money, $100 million. In 10 years, they're back to their poverty place. That's why he says in the place we read, I will teach you in the way which you shall go. Teaching is different from somebody just yelling at you. They're telling you, take this step, take the other step. If you feel like falling, this is how you balance yourself. That is teaching. That's what God says. He's not just going to drop something on your lap that is going to disappear in two days. The Bible says that wealth that is gathered consciously accumulates and goes a long time, long way. And that's one of our problems in Nigeria. Get rich quick. When I was a kid, I won't tell you my age. When I was a kid, there was a guy by the name Fajem Mirokun, was the richest at the time. Obe sang for him. He was the wealthiest guy in Nigeria at the time. Have you ever seen a company built by Fajem Mirokun? Do you know him in Lagos? Now you're looking at me, this 100-year-old man, who's he talking about? Later on, Abiola became very wealthy. Is Abiola the richest man in Nigeria today? So our society, we're so used 
to getting things quickly, quickly, whichever way I can get it. And then you wake up on Saturday, all the money you've accumulated for two months, you go spend it on some foolish party, spraying money. What's wrong with you? You are a servant of God. We are spraying money. For what? Would the Holy Spirit lead you to go to a party, to go show off and spray money and spend money you don't have? No, he doesn't do that. He will lead you to invest. Because the more you accumulate, the more you can do for the kingdom of God. The day came that my, daughter, my wife and I will give our biggest check. The first time we gave biggest check was $10,000. I wasn't going to give it in e-transfer or... No, no, no. I went to the bank. I got a certified check. I kept it for about three weeks. I look at it. The money is already there. This is me, Busui. Olayinka giving this to Jesus. Oh, glory to God. I remember the days I couldn't afford transport money. But you keep working with him. He's training you. He says, shift a little, you shift a little. Move it two steps, you move two steps. What should I do now? You turn around. You do this, you do the other thing. He keeps leading you, keeps guiding you. That's God's plan for the New Testament church. Nobody under the old covenant had the Holy Spirit living in their spirit. Nobody. The Holy Spirit came upon prophet, priest, and kings, and other people with special assignment like Bezalel to perform the task of their offices. But under the new covenant, the superiority of the new covenant is the Holy Spirit came in into man. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of God. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 2. It says, don't go there. I have not seen, he have not heard. Verse 9, as he revealed to the heart of men, the things that God had planned for them that love him, he said, but things have been revealed to us by his spirit who searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. He said, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The Holy Spirit helps you know that. Sometimes we fasting and praying because we like to do works. I don't, I'm not saying fasting and prayer is not good. But it should be in the right place. I gave the analogy at Richard yesterday. I said I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to carry this money up. I'm strong to carry it. Pastor Yemi Davis had offered to help me carry it. Yet, I'm standing by the money up. I have the power to carry it. I'm standing on the monitor and I'm saying, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that this monitor will move. That the, I said, God will look at the angels and say, what's going on down there? And the angel will say, well, we don't know. He's your son. I mean, <laughs> we don't know where he got this from. That is what we are doing sometimes. And like my brother said, obedience is better than sacrifice to hearken than the fat of rams. He's leading you, he's guiding you, and he's always leading us. The question is, have we learned to follow his leading and to commit ourselves to it? That's the question. That's the question. So I read the place in um, 1 Timothy 1.9. It says, having faith and a good conscience, which some haven't put away, have made a shipwreck of their faith. 
and he mentioned some names of people that have done that. When you have faith without a good conscience, you make a shipwreck of your faith. What is a good conscience? Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. If you have been born again, he's a good guy, you can listen to it. Apostle Paul will say, I perceive. That is it. It's not that God is showing him, he's just picking it up from his spirit. Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 15 said, it seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. That is living out of their spirit. See? You can have all, you can have all the faith in the world. I was ready to come back in 2019 to Nigeria. I had a meeting in 2018, my ministry meeting here in Lagos at uh, Levation, Maryland. And then I was to come back 2019. Each time I wanted to book my flight, I just don't feel good about it. I even got a really nice deal on Air France, business class, really cheap. As I want to click by, something is just not right on my inside. And then I was to come for Reverend Albert's um, camp meeting that year. And he had already told people I was coming. So the next question is, how am I going to tell him that I won't be able? I promised him since last year I was coming to do the camp meeting. I just said, you know what? To obey is better than sacrifice. I'm just going to obey God. And I said, well, I'm not going to be able to do. So I called him up and said, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell him what. I said, something came up. I won't be able to make it. He said, oh, and we have, you know. I said, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to you. Any other time you want me, I'll come. As soon as I did that, God knows I have obeyed him, right? And I went back, sat down. He said to me, go have a meeting for your ministry in Florida. And then I called up my friends there. I said, the Lord said to go hold faith contenders, faith seminar here. And then they said, at that meeting, I had 30 ministers, ministers of the gospel, 3-0 at the meeting. My friend that organized the meeting in Florida was in Tampa, said, even my own meeting, all these people don't come. That's what the Lord wanted to do. But he wanted to see whether you will obey or not. He won't tell you. I want you to go to Florida. I will bring a lot of people to your meeting. They are going to be blessed. You are going to be blessed. If you will not go to Nigeria, you just go to Florida. If he did that, he's robbed you of your blessing because you're not going to be in faith. You have to be in faith and a good conscience. The Lord said, don't go. And then you decided to do seven-day fasting and prayer in the name of Jesus. Every devil on the way, I bind you, I kill you, I push you out, I break your leg, I break your back. You are holding faith without a good conscience. It is when you are in obedience that your faith works. It is when you are in the leading of the spirit that your faith works. You know the story of David? Some people came to Ziglag. They burned down his uh, house and everything. They took the wife, they took the children of his warriors and everybody. And when David came back, his uh, warriors wanted to uh, stone him. 
that it's you that we're fighting for. Look at what had just happened to us. And David was so discouraged, he was going to, he cried actually. But the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. And David now said, we're just going to go and fight back. No, 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 no. I'm going to go get my wife back. Some of us, we are too emotional. Take time to find out. And another problem we have, especially in our society here is, we want to do what everybody else is doing. They did this and they became so successful. It may not be the plan of God for you or for your life. Success in God is in following his plan and walking in his ways. All of you will want to buy a property for 240 that you now sell for 1.2 million. But did God say buy the property at the time or not? We don't care. We don't ask. We just say, yeah, it's a nice one. It's a nice one. Then you buy it and then somebody shoots around the place and the price of it goes completely down. I will guide you in the way which you shall go. So what did David do? David said, bring me an effort. He inquired of the Lord, should I go, should I not go? God now said to him, go pursue and recover all. Listen to this, listen to this. Stay with me, okay? You're, you're with me. Tell me you're with me. We're with you, we're with you. Very good, very good. So God said, God said that David should pursue and recover all and overtake. David heard the word of the Lord and start pursuing. That you have heard the word of the Lord doesn't mean you're not gonna be attentive to more leading. It tells you pursue and overtake. That means everything is clear, right? Not so. Go and read the story. David now got to a three-point junction. Where, do you guys speak Yoruba? Or not Darumoloju? Tell somebody who doesn't speak the meaning of that. Or not Darumolojus. Everything is scattered. He got to a three-point junction. There is a road here, there is a road here, there is a road here. Ah! Where did these people go? Should I go this way? Should I go this way? Should I go another way? Even though God has said, go, pursue and recover. So that you are in the will of God and walking doesn't mean you stop praying in the Holy Ghost to pick up the next direction within the big direction. And David saw a guy that was about to die. He was a slave of one of the people that took his uh, people. He was so faint, wanted to die. And David went to the guy. The guy couldn't even speak. David said they should take him, feed him, give him food, take care of him, give him oxygen. His life came back to him. And David said, where did they go? and he pointed the right way to them. So on your way to being led and walking by faith, you have to honor and respect people. If David said, me, anointed king, king uh, the prophet Saul anointed me and said, I'm going to find my own way. 
the family would have been lost forever if he didn't take care of that nobody, a slave who was dying. How many blessings have we missed because we overlook people? My society is not so bad, but yours is really bad. Big manism is too much here. If I went to the bank, and I did, because my GTB account, uh, the card, expired 2020. So I just got a driver to take me, and I'm just regularly dressed. So I walked in, and I explained to them, you know, please, I need help. I want to. Say, uh, Go and use the machine over there. But if I had come in my glory and I got pastor to take me and they see pastor wear dress, come with me, everybody will be standing up. What do you need, sir? What do you need, sir? Whatever you do in the flesh, you're not doing for man, you're doing for God. You're doing for God. God sees the heart. See? He knows. If I bring this blessing into your life, Will you now become somebody that will disappear and leave church? Nobody can talk to them. They now become the biggest man in town and their pastors become nobody. God can see that. See? And that's why he said, I know my servant David is a man after my own heart. The moment they told him that it is you you have sinned, he said, oh my God, I'm finished. They told Saul, you have sinned. He kept justifying himself. And it's not my fault now. It's the people. The people say, you know, I brought it to sacrifice. I mean, you know, what's the problem? God sees the heart. He wants to teach us in the way which we should go. He wants to guide us with his eyes upon us. Another scripture says he doesn't want you to be like a mule or a horse that needs to be taken with beats and bridle before they follow. You see, when they're doing parades and you have horses, you have to put all the things in their mouth and yank it for them to be straight. God doesn't want you to go through that stress for you to get results in life. He says when the Holy Spirit will come, it will guide you into all truth. It will show you things that are to come. My wife and I, we've been privileged to travel the world, vacationing. Most of the time when we go, especially when my daughters were little, we go with them, they want to see different things. So you pay for a guide, a tour, a, gu a tour guide that will show you around. You come to Lagos, you see Lagos of today. The tour guide will tell you what this Ogba, whatever your art used to be, why it became that, and from that you can tell about the future. That's who the Holy Spirit is. All the wisdom and the knowledge of God is in Him. So when you and I want to access the wisdom and knowledge of God about a thing, we listen to him. See? We listen to him. We listen to him. We invest in real estate, my wife and I. So, you know, before they release a new property, we are one of the people they will call. The people they will call and say, hey, we want to show you before we release for the public. There was one that my wife and I went for and the guy was talking. He was an Onyibo guy. Kept talking, kept talking. I told my wife, I said, what does that mean? There's no way there. He didn't understand. He thought, yes, they want to buy. And they kept talking. And another person said, if this guy would talk till his mouth is uh, 
bleeding, I'm not buying this. It's not the will of God. But when they give you the presentation, it's so presentable, it's so possible. Oh, train system will come around you, will appreciate in no time, but you look inwardly. That is why before you make any decision that is major, they will say you should sleep on it. Take at least 24 hours to speak in tongues over it. That's what the rich do in Christ. The poor want to buy right away. If we don't get it now, it's never going to be there anymore. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Be ready to walk away from any deal. Be ready to walk away from any relationship that is not in the will of God for you. Don't insist that this is what it must be. The Holy Spirit knows better than you. So David was able to pursue, recovered all. See? And we are born again believers. We have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Our spirit has been renewed, reborn. So we can be led by His Holy Spirit. What are the things, I see my time is fast spent. So what are the things we can do to become a little bit more sharper at following the Holy Spirit. Number one, you must know the Word of God. The leading of the Spirit will always line up with the Word of God. You're going to notice that what I'm saying is exactly what my brother said earlier. So right there you see I'm in the will of God. You have to know the Word of God. And today, especially in Africa, we have a lot of these so-called prophets. They will tell you your SIM number. They will tell you the number of your house. That doesn't mean anything. Familiar spirits can do that. Do you remember the lady that was running after Paul? I think in Acts chapter something. The sorcerer lady. These are the people of the law. They've come to show us the way of salvation. Was she lying? No. Why then did Paul get grieved and cast out demon out of her? Because she was speaking by a spirit that is not of God. So please don't be deceived. Study the word. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come to church, listen to your pastor. If, if, if believers will just follow what their pastors are teaching in church, a lot of them will live out the number of their days. A lot of them will be prosperous. See? And I'm not saying I've always been perfect. No, I'm not saying that. There was a time a brother that I've known since UI days came to me in Canada to sell me this deal. If I pull down money, and both my wife and I were in the flesh, I pulled down $15,000. My wife said I should pull down more. I said, no, this is good for now. Where's the $15,000? Gone with the wind. We lost it completely. Completely. But when you're doing the deal, something, someone on the inside kept saying, this is not right. The Holy Spirit doesn't make noise like us. A still small voice. The primary way God leads us today is by the inward witness. Inward witness. Do you know what that means? It's the way you know that you have been born again. How do you know? When you want to think, am I born again? Will you just feel something rushing in your spirit? No, no, no. You just have a knowing. I know that I know that I know, even though I don't know how I know, but I know. That is the inward witness. It's like a traffic sign. 
red, yellow, green. When you're going to make that decision, spend time to pray in the spirit. Why is that so important? Because it is your spirit. Inside your spirit that the answer is. That is where God is going to speak to. That is where God is going to lead you. And you have to pray in the Holy Ghost to pull it up. So you understand the way you can use it, you see. That's why. You take time, you pray in the spirit. You cannot be lazy, your life depends on it. My wife and I, we've done several deals. Huh? There was one we bought one time in another city. We had an issue with that one too, but that's beside the point. We bought for 380 and we sold five years after for 630000 That's about $300,000 profit. That's not bad. If you can just take time to pray in the Holy Ghost and follow the leading, you're going to see it's going to be worth your while. I have so much. I, I was talking to pastor when I got to Canada 26 years ago. That was when the internet was just started. Canada was the leader in the world in fiber optics cable that is used for the internet. There was a company called Nortel. That was like the Apple plus Twitter plus Facebook of that time, 26 years ago. Go Google it. It was headquartered in Canada. All of us that came, and it's not like today that everybody's migrating. You can go for months without ever meeting a black person, let alone the Nigerian. All of everybody that was successful then, and what do we mean successful? Maybe making $20 an hour, which is nothing now, but then it was big. Even me, I thought if I could make $12 an hour, I'll be richer than the king in my village. And then I decided, me too, I'm going to go to IT. And God said to me, by the inward witness, don't do that. Uh -uh, why wouldn't I do that? That's where the money is. That's where everybody is doing. But I've learned when I was your age how to pray in the Holy Ghost and to follow the leading of the Spirit. So I decided I won't do it. And the point, another issue is God never told me, don't do that, but do this. He didn't. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm going to preach the gospel eventually, so why don't I learn how to deal with people? I go to HR. From HR, I specialized in occupational health and safety. I got a master's in it, eventually became a lawyer and so on, and the rest is history. It was that background in HR and occupational health and safety that caused me to have been teaching university for the past 12 years. As I'm here this morning, I'm teaching online. So when I get back to the hotel, I put on my MiFi, connect, and talk to my students. He knew what the future was going to be for me, and he led me that way. Needless to say, Nortel went bankrupt. Everybody that had the job, that had um, everything, everything, lost it all. Pension lost it all. Is that the will of God? No, but the Holy Spirit will guide you to all the truth and will show you things that are to come. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone in 20 years' time, but the Holy Spirit knows as He knew yesterday. And He's asking us, 
to please let me lead you let me guide you let me take you to profit in me see there is abundance in God let him lead you there see and it's a step at a time a child is not born a big adult in one day they born like a baby when we had our daughters 24 years ago one of them weighed about four pounds my God, so fragile. Will she make it? We trusted God. Today she's almost taller than me. That's how God does things. It will grow. And the more you do, the more you will be able to do. To him that has revelation, more will be given. See? We must know the word of God. And today we have the opportunity. You can even play your, your phone and they will read the Bible to you. We have no excuses. And number two, you have to spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude 1.20, And ye beloved, building yourself up upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The Amplified Classic says, rising higher and higher like an edifice. There is a building, one of the wonders of the world in Toronto, called the CN Tower. My wife and I would have been up there to eat. There is a rotating restaurant. It will move around. You are sitting at this table, facing that wall. In the next 10 minutes, you're facing that wall. In another 10 minutes, you're... when you stand at the restaurant, you can see the entirety of Toronto. And it's a big city. It's the biggest city in Canada. It says when you pray in tongues, you're rising higher and higher like that edifice. That's what you're doing in the spirit. And also your battery is well charged. It doesn't matter how much data you have. If your battery is dead in your phone, the data won't do you any good. That's what you do praying in tongues. I pray in tongues every, I start my day actually with an hour of tongues every morning. Before even praying, talking, uh, you know, I need bread, I need sugar, God help me, God, you know. You charge up your battery, you are alive in God, hallelujah. And you must grow your faith, it takes faith to obey. Obedience and faith made Abraham rich. If you haven't developed your trust in God or developing it, when things that are contrary to the will of God comes around, you're going to be distracted. You must trust God. God told me to pursue and overtake and recover all. I'm going to pursue. And I said another thing on my broadcast one of the last time. I said that procrastination is the same as disobedience. When God said do it, he says do it. You do it. You don't wait. You want to confirm with 20,000 people. You can talk to your pastor about it, whatever, depending on how important it is. But at the end of the day, you obey God. It's in the obedience that his blessings come. In the doing that the blessings, the prophets come. And also, you have to keep your words straight. Oh, I'm so confused. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know whether I should do this, whether I should do that. You're digging a hole for yourself. Don't talk like that. 
Even when you don't seem to be sure, you lift your hands. Father, I thank you. You're leading me. You're guiding me by your spirit. The Holy Ghost is speaking up on the inside of me. I'm able to understand and follow in the direction of the word of God. Glory to God. See, you do that all the time. No unbelief talk. No doubting talk. See? Another one that is big, especially for young people. If you practice sin or live in sin, it would dull your sense of picking up what God is saying. God says, oh, don't sin. Flee fornication. Flee youthful lust. He's saying that because if we don't, it's going to stop being God. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with God. Summer months in Canada, we wet the grass in our house. So you have a long hose that you connect to the tap in your garage or maybe the back of your house. And then you take the hose with your nozzle and then you wet your grass, wet your grass, wet your grass. If the, hose, if the hose is a tiny little bit twisted, the water is coming from the tap full force. Your uh, spray, what is it called? The head is working correctly well, but no water is coming out. It's not that God is mad at you and is not giving you the water. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with God. But not living right will create a king in your host and water will not be able to come out. And some people, they will fast and pray and then, no, 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 no. Just correct yourself. Repent before God and walk in the path of righteousness and things will open up. The Bible says godliness what does it say? Having a reward of time that now is and that which is to come. It says physical exercise is profited little, but godliness is profitable to all things. Having a reward of time that now is today, Lagos, July 2023, and the time which is to come, heaven. That's what it is. My wife and I, when we were dating, UI campus, Every Tuesday, we fasted and prayed in tongues. It was one of those prayer times that the Lord said to us, you're going to have twins. I went to the fellowship on Tuesday and I announced, when you, me and I are married, we're going to have twins. We didn't get married until three or four years after. Guess what? Twins came. How did I know? I picked it up from my spirit. And we're picking up a lot of things as well from a spirit from our spirit because the Noah lives on the inside of you. See? See? Sometimes a property is well marketed but God doesn't want that for you. And there are some other things everybody is doing it. It's not a sin. It's not bad but God doesn't want that for you. So you got to find out what exactly does he want because he has a plan specific for you See? Glory to God. Glory to God. When a believer lives in sin, his confidence is affected. And without confidence, you can't walk in strong faith. He said, cast not away your confidence that has a great recompense of reward so that after you've done the will of God, you can obtain the promise. See? That's what we got to do, ladies and gentlemen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's rise on our feet.
We thank you, Father. We give you glory. You are our helper. You know what we need, and you know how to get it to us. We choose to obey today. We choose to be led by your spirit. There are two areas God called me to the body of Christ to do primarily. I'm called to teach faith and healing. And I also demonstrate faith and healing. So, you know, I'm giving myself uh, two minutes from my time to pray for somebody who may be sick. So if there is anyone that has something really serious, I don't have time. I'll give testimonies or testimonies in our ministry of things happening. I will lay hands on the person if they want, and if they will release their faith, they will be healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm the Lord that heals you. I'm the Lord, your healer. I send my word and heal all your diseases. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Does anyone want me to pray for them for healing in their body? Come out, I will do that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The healing power of God is not abated. His glory to heal has not diminished. What he did in, at the shores of Galilee in those days, he's still able to do today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're going to be ready that as soon as hands are laid on me, the power of God will go into me and I'll be made whole. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. And the people that are not out there in the crowd, you're not like uh, uh, a spectator. You're participators. So you just worship God. You pray in tongues because you're doing this with me as well. Glory to God. It says you will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. There was a guy at one of my meetings in Toronto uh, three, about three years ago. He had, um, lower the volume, he had uh, a tumor on his face, this big. And then the pastor wanted me to minister to them before the service. So I was going to lay hands on them to command that tumor to die and dissipate. But the Lord said to command the spirit of fear to go, which I did. And they went for MRI. And then the doctor said it had disappeared. And then the tumor shrunk and completely disappeared. Release your faith. And then the glory fall. And I said that because of you, I rebuke the spirit of fear. I command him to go away from you. And to you, I administer the healing power of Jesus. My sister, be healed. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and thank him for it. Thank him for it. Talk to me. Talk to me. Minister the healing power of God to you to overwhelm you from the crown of your head to the tip of the soles of your feet.
be healed. I command your pancreas to come back to life. Every aspect of your body that has to do with that situation. Recover, be well. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we rebuke that illness. We command it to go from you. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Administer the healing power of God to you to overwhelm you from the crown of your head to the tip of the soles of your feet. So in the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. I curse that condition. I command it to die off of you. In Jesus' name, amen. I administer the healing power of God to you. Curses that sickness condition in your body. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Receive the power of God. You are healed. Jesus. I administer the healing power of God. I command your body to be healed in the name of Jesus. I administer the healing power of God to you by the direction of Jesus, the head of the church. I command your body to be made whole. Directions will come to you. Stop bothering about that situation. I'm working on it. Trust me. Wake up and thank me for it. And you shall be glad. Because my direction will come to you. Your path will be made clear. And my blessings will flow in your life. In Jesus' name. Administer the healing power of God to you. Be healed. Made completely well. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. We give you praise. Ephraimenekalevisobafrenenes. Bafrenenes, 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 Salamembre, Calevesu, Saparadia, Efremen Angles. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. There's somebody in the back around where I'm pointing to. You went for an interview specific to that person, and you didn't get that. You've been very discouraged. The law says, quit being discouraged. I'm bringing, I'm working something up for you that you're going to be glad when it comes. Remember to give me the glory for it because my spirit is working on it. Oh, we thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for these beautiful people, this church, these beautiful pastors. I speak increase into their lives and into the lives of this congregation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we release the mighty angels of God to go to the east, the west, the north, the south, to go bring people to this church such that will be saved, to bring professionals, to bring tradesmen, to bring businessmen, businesswomen, to bring homemakers, to bring fathers in the homes. In the name of Jesus. You know the needs of your people this morning. The one we haven't touched. You're the need meter, mighty God. I ask for your glory to be released so that all needs are met. 
hearts. Direction has come to them and they are bold to walk in it. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibetsu podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shew on Instagram at Shew Oshibeso or at Gracemade NG.